bless him, bless him. Bless him while you stand, bless him. Bless him right where you're at. Give God praise. Amen, amen, amen. We glorify you, God. Come on, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Lift up your hands and worship him. Lift up your hands and give him glory. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. For he is majestic. He is master. Hallelujah. He is marvelous and mighty. We bless you, God. We give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you, Lord. We bless you, God. You are worthy of our praise, worthy of our worship. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory right now. Give him glory. Cry out from your heart. Cry out from your heart unto the Lord. Give him glory. Worship him for he is good. Worship him, worship him. Hallelujah. Are there any worshipers in the house? Are there any worshipers in the house? Do I have any worshipers in the house that want to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth? Worship him for his beauty. Worship him for he is great. Give him glory, all ye people. Bless him for his grace. Bless him for his marvelous works unto the children of men. Just give him praise. Give him praise right where you are. No matter what you're going through, give him praise. No matter what it looks like, give him praise. Glorify him. Come on, open your mouth. Give him the fruit of your lips. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, God. We glorify you, for you are worthy of your praise. You deserve the glory and the honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a breakthrough in your praise. There's a breakthrough in your worship. Just begin to worship him. Begin to worship him, for he has done great things. Worship him for his holiness. Worship him for he is righteous. Worship him for his justice. Give God glory. Hallelujah. He sitteth on the circle of the earth. There is none greater than him. Hallelujah. How a God is God. How a God is God. Praise him, all ye people. Worship him, all ye people. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made thee free. And be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you can in the house of the living God. God is good and all the time. God is great. God is great. Amen. He is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. We give God glory and honor for his goodness 
and for his wonderful works unto the children of men. We are not here on any goodness of our own, but we are here because of the goodness of the living God. Amen. We're so glad to see your wonderful faces out here today. Amen. It is truly an honor and a privilege, amen, to stand before you, amen, to deliver the unadulterated word of God, the mighty, the powerful word of God, knowing, amen, that this word is our life. This word is our healer. This word is our deliverance, amen. This word will set us free from the power of the enemy, amen. For God has sent us here this day, and I want you to know that if you're here and you hear my voice, you're not here by accident. You're here on purpose, for purpose, amen. And we are here, amen, to give God glory. Amen. For he has done marvelous things. We ask that you keep our sister Latoya Dawkins in prayer. Amen. That you keep our brother Nathaniel Ingram in prayer, both of who are not feeling well. Amen. And we have so many members of our worship team missing today for sickness or for other things. But we thank God for the worship team going forth in the power of the Lord. Amen. Come on and give God praise. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. The three of them up here today sound like an orchestra. Amen. We thank God for it. Amen. That's what happened when God put good leadership before you. Amen. God will bless you no matter how many you have. Amen. God don't need a whole lot to bless. <laughs> amen. It don't have to be a whole lot of people here to get a move of God. All you need is two that come together and agree come into agreement brother Aaron when you come into agreement God gonna move ha 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 if you wasn't feeling well you gonna feel much better when you get out of here amen to be in the place where the presence of the Lord is where he resides where he rests where he rules that's where we want to be where the Lord is Wherever God is, that's where we need to find ourselves. Amen. Saints, open up your Bibles with me to Psalm, I mean, excuse me, Ezekiel 37. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Ezekiel 37. Amen. We bless God for all of you. It's good to see our minister Aaron and his family today. Amen. God bless you. Amen. So good to see you. Amen. I believe that's Sister Christina's sister back there. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. Good to see our sister Christina and family. Amen. It's good to see all y'all in the house of the Lord. Amen. Our brother Isaiah, brother friend, God bless you. Good to see you, have you here. Amen. In the house of the Lord. Is that family? That's just, okay. Okay. All right. Bless you. Good to have you. Amen. Good to have you here. All right. Ezekiel 37. We'll talk later, Isaiah. We'll talk later. <laughs> Got to talk with that young fella. <laughs> with his dad, of course. Where's he at? With his dad. Amen. We thank God. Amen. Ezekiel 37, still under our subject, I must believe God. I must believe God. When all else fails, when everything Amen. Is messing up. 
I must believe God, regardless of what's happening around me. No matter what my circumstance or situation says, I must believe God. I must. Come on, say it with me. I must believe God. Hey, man, we've been on this since the beginning of the year, and I'm not led to move, so I'm not. We're going to stay right here. Is that all right? Yeah. Hey, man, y'all got a problem with that? Y'all be all right. Hey, man, you'll get over it. <laughs> I must believe God. Your thought for today, what am I hearing? What am I hearing? What you are hearing is what you are bound to believe. What you are hearing, where is it coming from? Who is, who is the source of what you are hearing? For we hear a lot of things on a daily basis, amen? amen. Most of all, we hear ourselves talk to ourselves a lot. I tell you what, you talk to you more than anybody else talks to you. The question is, what am I hearing? While I'm talking to me, what am I saying? Am I hearing what's right? Am I hearing or am I hearing what's wrong? And am I nurturing what's wrong? What am I hearing? We say a lot of things, we think a lot of things. What am I hearing? When things are going wrong around you, when things are not going right, what are you hearing? A lot of times we'll start hearing the negativity before we even think of the word of God. We'll start hearing everything negative about our situation, brothers, sisters. We'll start hearing what the enemy, some of us hear more of what the enemy has to say than we hear of what God has to say. And I'm not speaking to the world, I'm speaking to Christians. A lot of Christians hear more from their family and from their enemy than they listen to what God, what God has to say to them. But they come to church, they, they come to church, they shout, they dance, they speak in tongues, but yet they're not hearing right. They're hearing everybody else except God. And God is saying, hear what I have to say. When you go into the book of Revelation and you go into Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, Jesus says something very distinctly seven times after he spoke to every church. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And that doesn't just stand for when it was written. It stands for even now. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Because unless we hear, we will die. Unless we will hear, we will lose out on the blessings that God has for us. We have got to hear God. God doesn't ask you to see him. He wants you to hear him. Because you can't see him unless you hear him. You see God by hearing him. You got to hear him. Because hearing is our means of seeing. I got that yet? It'll get to you. Hearing is our means of seeing. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I've got to see it on my inside before I see it from my outside. I just got to see it. 
The challenge to hear, believe, and receive what God has said. Again, to hear, believe, and receive what God has said. What has God said concerning you in his word? What is his promise unto you? What has he specifically told you from his word? I got to hear it, believe it, receive it, and know what God said, that he said it directly to me. I don't need to hear, believe, and receive for Rose. I need to hear, believe, and receive for me. Amen. Amen. Y'all know how it is in church and, 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 and who's ever preaching, bishop, pastor, whoever it is, minister, preaching, and we sitting there with him, yeah, that's for Rose. Yeah, that's for Rose, sure enough, because Rose need that word. What about you? What about you? We always sending off something to somebody else. Meanwhile, what the old folks used to say, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord. It's me. But we try to put it always on somebody else. God, you know that word was just for Aaron. I'm glad Pastor Priest that I hope Aaron got it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aaron done got delivered, done went on. He doing something else now. God done took him to another level. And meanwhile, you trying to say the word was for him, not knowing the word was really for moi. Say, the word is for me. Come on, say it again. The word is for me. Say, this word is for me. It's the word of the Lord. Come on and give God a hand praise if you believe it right now. Amen. Believe God. To hear, believe, and receive. Listen, what God has said. Not what he's going to say. What he has said. For God has spoken. Didn't you hear the song this morning? God has spoken. Let the church do what? Amen. Let the church say, let it be. It shall be so. Why? Because God has already spoken. If God don't speak another word, he don't spoke enough when you read his word. He's already spoken to you. Amen. Everybody want this extra word. Ooh, I got to get to the prophet. I got to get to T.D. Jakes per church because I know somebody there got a word for me. God done gave you a word. Gave you a book that's been created since the time of Moses that God, that ne- they never let, that the Jews never let it get away. And now that word sits in your hand. And God only gave us what we really could get. Because what did John say? John said, these things and much more did Jesus do. But if I was to write them all, the world would not have enough room to store it. God has said enough. Say it, come on, say it. God has said enough. enough. He's said enough already. He don't have to say. If God don't say another thing, he wants you to listen. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. You don't need to hear God's audible voice. What you need to do is read and walk by faith. The just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith. We can go through this all day long, because that's the word. 
He that has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. What am I hearing? Finally, your topic. Amen. Seeing the bigger picture. Amen. Seeing the bigger picture. Because although the most important sense that we ought to use in life is our ears, a lot of times we depend upon our eyes a little bit too much. Seeing the bigger picture. Amen. Some of you Bible study students might remember this topic from Thursday. Sit back. Hear what the Lord has to say. Seeing the bigger picture. How many of you have ever looked at a picture? Some of you have it on your phone, your iPad, your computer. You may even have, a, like me, you might even have family pictures all around you. Got a picture of my beautiful wife sitting right there with me. Hey man. And I'm looking in the picture and the picture was taken in Jamaica. And in the picture is me and my wife. But there's more to the picture. There's more to a picture than what you see. All of us go to work every day. We look in the mirror, and when we look in the mirror, we see ourselves. But there's more than what we see in the mirror. There are the different emotions we are going to go through that day. There are the different things that we will encounter that day. What we're seeing is the finished product of what we have groomed for the morning to get out, right? But there's so much more to that person that you're looking at in that picture. And you take this picture out and you're so pleased and you're looking at yourself and you're smiling. Oh, that's, that did that nice. And then you come home from work and look at the mirror again, it's not the same face. It's a tired face. It's a disgusted face. It's a face that's troubled because of what you went through during the day. It's a different picture from what we saw in the morning. If it rained, the hair's not the way it was when you left. It's different. Everything is different. We must see the bigger picture. And a lot of times, God is speaking to us, but we're not seeing the bigger picture. We must see what God wants us to see and not what we want to see or not what we think we see. Because God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not what? Your ways. As far as the heavens are from the earth, so are my thoughts from your thoughts and my ways from your ways. You cannot look at what you think it is and say that's what it is. Because it's not what it looks like all the time. Amen? It's not what it looks like. It just appears that your bills are over what you make. The truth of the matter is, you just need to cut back on what you've been doing, seeing the bigger picture. 
Handle your money better. Learn how to manage and be a good manager of what God given you. Be a good steward. Stop using the money unwisely. And you'll find out you'll have more. We don't all, a lot of y'all don't need more jobs making more money. You trying to get a better job making more money. You need to learn how to use what you got. Amen? And thank God for what you have because folks are losing jobs. Unemployment is high. Somebody told me in the debate, they had, Donald Trump said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring back jobs. Somebody said, how are you going to do it? He said, I'm going to bring back jobs. <laughs> but do you not hear what this is implying? What's it saying? It's saying, I have no plan. I'm just talking. Because if you got no plan, how are you going to do it? Oh, but thank God for the plan. It shall be done because we have the plan of God and this plan won't fail because our God can't fail. This plan will not go down. God said, my word will not return to me, boy, but will go out and accomplish that which I sent it to do. It will bring change. It will bring back what God said. Oh, we're going to bring back jobs. We're going to bring back jobs. How are you going to do it? We're going to bring back jobs. You stop lying to the people. You're giving people false hope. You can't do that. You're telling them one thing, but you're not telling them what's the plan to do it. You got one that make promises and don't know he's not going to be able to keep it. You got another one who they say is corrupt. Who are you voting for? I vote for Jesus. I vote for Jesus. How about you? I vote for Jesus. Amen. Ezekiel 37. If you're there, hold on to that. I want us to go over to 1 Corinthians first. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. When you have it, say Amen. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. Listen to what it said. It said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Listen, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man cannot comprehend the great things of God. He has a very hard problem understanding the heart and plan of God because he's natural. The natural man cannot understand spiritual things. And a lot of times we're trying to get our natural man to understand things of a higher order. See, there's spiritual, then there's natural. How many understand that? There's not the spiritual, then there's natural. The natural is under the spiritual. And the natural cannot understand the spiritual. And so the natural will say that the spiritual things are foolish. But the spiritual things are what fix the natural things. For if you don't know the spiritual, you can't handle the natural. You won't be able to help the natural things. You have to know the spiritual things. You must believe God. You must walk in faith. You've got to see the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that the natural thing says one thing, but what did God say concerning the natural thing? What did God say? 
concerning what the natural thing you're going through. What did he say? Didn't he say, by his stripes, we are healed? We were, he, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are We are healed. Listen, heal, the word heal there, a lot of people limit that to just the natural. That's a bad thing. They limit that to just physical healing because that's the thing that they most think of. That's what's most on their mind is physical healing. Listen to the healing that you receive. Spiritual healing. Listen, and some of us really need this one, mental healing. Listen, psychological healing. Listen, financial healing. Emotional healing. Oh, come on now. I should have got every woman in the house on that one. Should have been saying, thank you, Jesus, on that one. Emotional healing. But when we hear the word healing, the first thing we think of is the body because a lot of times that's what mostly concerns us is the physical body. But Jesus was crucified for our spiritual healing, most importantly. Because whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. And we could not be free without the blood. So the natural man doesn't understand nor receives the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness unto him. He cannot understand them. He just says, forget about this. Turn with me to Romans. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 7. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Romans 8, verse 7. Listen to this. Because the cardinal mind is enmity against God. The cardinal mind is enmity against God. Listen, for it is not subject to the, listen, law of God, the word of God, neither indeed, listen, can be. Because the cardinal mind is at enmity. It's an enemy against God. It has a deep seed of hatred against the things of God. The cardinal mind will say opposite of what the spirit of God says. So when God, when God says, when God says, you're healed, God overpowers your natural thinking. See, a lot of times we still feel pain and think God's not doing anything. We walk by faith, not by sight. It's not about what I'm feeling. I'm healed because God said I'm healed. I'm delivered because God said I'm delivered. And it doesn't matter what I feel, I'm healed. Huh. And that's the bottom line. I am healed. Now let's go to Ezekiel. Keeping these verses continually in your mind. Hopefully you wrote them down so you can go and study them and look at them further for yourself. For it, it, it's amazing to see how much the mind is against the things of God. How much the mind keeps us away from getting what God has for us. It's the, the problem with all of us is the mind. Look no further. It's the mind. 
That's right. It's the mind. That's why I put, I put us all on a mind fast. It's a mind fast to read the word, to get the word of God and stop thinking what you want to think and hear what God says. Don't you know the body said, and be not conformed to this world. This is what the word said. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of what? See, your heart, once it's been changed, belongs to God. Listen, you can even be cardinal, but still be on your way to heaven. Not cardinal that you're in the world, but cardinal that you're worldly. Listen, Paul told the first, Paul told the Corinthians, he said, ye are cardinal. He didn't say you are unsaved. He said, you are cardinal. Why? Because you're foolish. You're not wise. He knew they were still in Christ because their heart was given to Christ. But that they were worldly minded. But they were saved. Sound like anybody you know? Sound like yourself, anybody? Do you remind you of anybody? Worldly-minded? Oh, Aaron said, Sister Rose, bless his heart. <laughs> See, this? He don't blame somebody. We have to be forced to take a look at ourselves. Amen. Let us take a look at ourselves. Ezekiel 37. Let's keep this. Let's keep this, what the word of God says. Our mind is the problem. Say it with me. My mind mind is the problem. problem. Say, if I can get it in my head, head, I'm going to beat this. In Jesus' name. Come on and give God a hand praise if you know it. I'm going to beat this. The only problem is my head. Do you know? Do you know, listen, that when we hear God's word, your mind is not going to grab it? It's not. But you got to walk in it. You got to walk. Even though your mind said, I don't think so, you got to fight that. You got to fight that. And you have to believe God even though your thoughts are saying differently. Because it's not all the time that you walk right into what God is saying and believe it. Oh God. Saints, it's the mind. It's the mind. The mind is the problem. Listen to God speaking to his prophet Ezekiel. The nation is in an uproar. They're in captivity to Babylon. And God has shown his prophets a series of visions. You remember he showed showed Isaiah the death of Christ. In Isaiah 53, he showed Isaiah the death of Christ. In Jeremiah, I believe it's Jeremiah 18, he took Jeremiah down to the potter's house. Over here in Ezekiel, he's taken Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. Now first, this is a disclaimer so everybody understand it. This is not the church. This is Israel. And I'm not calling anybody in here no dry bone. That's not where this message is geared. Okay? Because a lot of people will come forth. I remember a pastor called me one time. He said, now pastor, is this the church? I said, bless his heart. I said, no, this is not the church. This is Israel. In the valley 
of dry bones, it is literally Israel. It's God showing us what Israel was in their natural state and how they were spiritually dead. Because anything that's dry is spiritually dead. Some of y'all going to get your dance back because you've been going through a dry season. Some of you gonna get your shout back because you've been going through a dry season. See, dry seasons always come up. But God knows how to heal dryness. Oh, most of us, the first thing, what we do when we sense dryness in our body, we go get some lotion and slap it on there and lotion it, put some oil, put some vaseline. Some of us need that Vaseline. Because we got real hard skin. Got to use that Vaseline and oil ourselves and get that skin the way it's supposed to look. Oh, but there's a spiritual dryness that Vaseline can't touch. There's a spiritual dryness that lotion will never get to. And the oil that we need is the oil of the Holy Spirit because it's only that oil that will deliver us. It's that oil that stays that will never leave. That's the oil that we need, a moving of the spirit. And if there's no move of the spirit, we will continue to stay dry. We need a move of God. And a lot of people in the church just need a move of God upon their lives. And you're sitting back waiting for God to move. Let me tell you something. All you got to do is get up and lift up your hands. All you got to do is begin to praise him. And there will, God will begin to move right there in your midst. But see, most of y'all waiting until you come out to church. You ain't danced all week till you come to church. You ain't spoken tongues all week till you come to church. You ain't prayed all week. To you. you ain't read the word till the pastor read it to you on Sunday. And then you wonder why I'm dry. Why I don't feel. I don't know why I feel. I, it just feel funny. You, you know, you ever felt like that? It's just, I don't know what it is. You're dry. You, you, you need some spiritual lotion. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit to be spread on you and wiped all over your spirit so you won't be dry no more. We're too dependent on natural things. And then we go out, then we go out and buy us a new suit, a, a new dress, some new shoes, some new stockings. Oh, this will fix it. I know this will get it. That won't get it. Because after you wear it and finish with it, guess what? You're the same way. Here come the same old thing. Right back. Listen, listen to God's remedy for dry people. Chapter 37, verse 1. And the hand of the Lord was upon me. Man, I love this. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Listen, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. First of all, the Lord was with him. And the Lord carried him. And this is not Ezekiel's first experience with being carried by God. See, we need more than a one-time experience. See, when there's a yearning for God, God will be there for you. 
God will give you what you're looking for when there's a yearning for him. He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall what? Shall what? When there's a hunger and thirst. And a lot of times we need to ask ourselves, is, am I still hungry? Am I still thirsting for God? Am I thirsty? I was speaking to Tabernacle this morning. I was telling them about Elijah and Ahab and how it had not rained for three and a half years. And at the beginning of it, Elijah told Ahab that there will be no rain until according to my word. In other words, until I speak the word, there will not be no rain. There was no rain for three and a half years. And after they're coming down from the mountain, all the false prophets are killed. That means there's no more word from Satan. Now God is ready to send the rain. When he got rid of all the false prophets, speaking wrong words into the ears of Israel. Now God is ready to send the rain. He sends Ahab down from the mountain, but then the prophet goes up the mountain to pray. You see what I'm saying? He goes up the mountain to pray. He doesn't go where Ahab is going. Ahab is trying to beat the rain. And the prophet goes up to pray to God to send the rain. See, we need more people in the church who's going to pray to God to send the rain. Because too many of us are too busy looking at each other, waiting for somebody else. I don't want to wait for you to dance. I want to come with my dance. I don't want to wait for you to say hallelujah before I say hallelujah. I want to bring my hallelujah with me. We're waiting for somebody else to spark us. Well, well you know, if, if Jasmine say praise God, I'll say praise God. You're a follower. You know what? You know the best way to start a revolution? All we need is one. All we need is one. When you need a good praise, all you need is one that will provoke and promote everybody else to praise God. And that's what Elijah was. And he went up to that mountain and prayed. And he said, Tell Ahab to get down, for I hear an abundance. I hear I don't see nothing I don't even see a cloud yet but I hear that God is about to do something great in this church that God is about to do something great in your life that God is going to do what he has never done before in your house he's going to move like never before not that I see it I hear it the rain is coming. And I, I, I don't see it. I'm going to praise him because I know it. I'm going to bless him because he said it. I'm going to follow what I hear and not what I... Mm. These presidents are not... These, presidents, these candidates for president I see is not good. The one, the, the one that's in there was no good. I'm sorry. That's just my own personal opinion. I don't dislike the guy. I just don't think that no one's going to fix anything. Because there'll be no peace till the Prince of Peace comes. Y'all following this? When the Prince of Peace comes, then he will bring peace. 
Until then, there'll be no peace. So don't tell me how you're going to bring peace in the country. Amen. Listen, he brought them to a valley of dry bones, verse 2, and, and caused me to pass them round about. In other words, God took him around about them to see that there was nothing alive in the pit. They were all dead. There was nothing there. No life whatsoever. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And listen, and lo, they were very dry. Whew. Listen, and God said unto me. Listen, he said, son of man. Listen, human being. Because that's what the Jews interpret this. Son of man. Human being. See, one thing I'm glad about, they called Jesus son of man. But they also called him son of God. Because he was human in the flesh, but God in three persons. Amen. He said, son of man. He's asking them a question. Listen to what he's asking. He said, son of man. He said, can these bones live and I answered him Lord God thou knowest in other words I don't fully have I can't see I can't do nothing for them but you know if you speak to them something will happen something great will happen but God I can't do anything you know exactly what to do Listen, listen, listen. And this says, again, he said unto me, listen what you need to do. This is it. Prophesy. Prophesy. In other words, speak a word that will bring them life. But you got to be careful. See, what's in our way is our minds. Because our minds will begin to look at the situation. This is bad. This, is, this can't get me better. How is this going to happen? What we going to do now? We get nervous. Notice how we get nervous, Nick. Then fear comes up. Then fear paralyzes us. Then we stand there and do nothing. And God is saying, prophesy. God is saying, speak my word on what you're looking at. Stop looking at it for what it looks like and speak my word on it and change what you see. See the bigger picture. See that there's a whole lot of bones in this grave, but if a word is spoken on these bones, that these bones can come to life. E Ezekiel, can you see the bigger picture? See what's happening? A lot of times we're looking at it and we're seeing the situation. And yet it looks bad. Let me tell you something. When we first came here, we did not have the money to get this church. 
See, it's what I'm trying to tell you. When you trust in God, I've been living for the past 17 years. The major verse for this church is trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And that's why we're here, because we trust God. Not trust the economical system, not trust the government, we trust in the Lord. And those that trust in the Lord will not be let down. I told you Thursday, tell God what you need and he's responsible for it. Tell God what you need. He's responsible for you. You are his responsibility. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. My God will supply your needs according to his riches and glory. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He has never let anybody down. He will be with you to the end. He'll always be there. He will protect you. He will heal. He will deliver. He will set free. Because I serve a mighty God. I know he's a mighty God. I know what the power of God can do. Because when he speaks, the earth shakes. The Bible said in Acts, said they prayed and the earth began to shake. There was an earthquake shaking the house right where they were because the prayer reached God but no one got hurt because it was an earthquake sent by God. God letting them know I'm with you. I will protect you. I'm, I'm happy with you. I get joy thinking about you. He's responsible for you. You are his responsibility, and he has never failed his chores. He has never failed his work. Jesus said, the father worked hitherto, and I work. God has never stopped working. Tell, look around, tell somebody, God has never stopped working. Tell him again, God has never stopped working. Listen, he said, Prophesy. Listen, he didn't say, call the doctors, get the medicine. He didn't even say, pour some water on the dry bones. No. He said, speak to them. You understand what I'm saying? When you speak to them, something's got to happen. Oh, God. That's why God wants you to hear, so that when you hear him, you're hearing what he says goes into your heart and then overrides what the brain is saying. Because the brain says a lot of things, the mind says a lot of things, but when the word overrules the mind. See, the mind will say, get scared. The, the word of God will say, overruled. Troy, run, overrule, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that he will bring to your house this day. Do not run, stand still. But see, how would I know that unless I knew the word? He said, prophesy. He said, unto me, prophesy upon these bones. Listen, and say unto them, 
Oh, ye dry bones, heal. Did he just say, speak to those dead things? Did God just say, speak to what is dead? What he said was very dry. And God said, speak to this bone, to these bones. That's all he said. He said, speak and say, and say this, oh ye dry bones, hear, hear the word of the Lord. Speak to your joy. Speak to your mood. Speak to your discontentment. Speak to your discouragement. Speak to your depression. And watch it go away. He said, prophesy to your dead situation. Speak not your word, because see, the mind will begin to say, well, maybe I could say this or maybe I could say that. Let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm not going to fool anybody. Buddha was a very wise person. Yeah, he was wise. He said some wise. He did say some wise things, but he's not my God. He's not Lord, and his wisdom don't touch my God's wisdom, Mama. It don't even touch it. Don't even match it. For listen, Isaiah said God told us to end in the beginning. He told us to end in the beginning. Listen, listen. He showed us in the beginning that he can save us out of the world. How did he do it? He did it with Noah. He showed the church that I can save you from the world because I can bring you into my ark and protect you from what's going on in the world. You don't have to worry about what's happening in America because God has us in his ark and we are safe in the ark because the only ones that lived were Noah and his family. It shows us that God shows us the beginning, the end, and the beginning. Because nobody on the ark died. Every animal lived. Every animal lived. God shows us, I know how to save. God showed us when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, I only want that destroyed, not Lot. Move Lot and his family out. And remember when Abraham said, Abraham said, perhaps our peradventure there's 50 in the city. He said, I'll save it for 50. And Abraham said, uh-oh, peradventure there's 40. Would you spare the whole city? He said, if there's 40. I, Abraham went all the way down. He, he said, is there 10 in the city? He said, peradventure, will you save the city? He said, I'll save the city for 10. You know why? Because God knew there was nothing good there. But he knew what was on Abraham's heart. And what was on Abraham's heart was Lot, his brother, his nephew. And God said, don't worry. I got your nephew in my hand. I will protect who you love. But the city has got to go. And when the angels went there, who the angels went there and found? Lot. And the men came and tried to bust down the door so that they can get the angels and know them. 
Y'all know what it means, right? I ain't got too many children around. He said, so we may know them. And the angels blind them. And told Lot and his wife in the morning, said, get out from this place and don't look back. But there was one that went out with Lot in her mind. But her heart was not with the deliverance. And because her heart was and her mind was in Sodom and Gomorrah, when she got a certain ways as she was running behind Lot, she looked back to where she was. And God said, stay here. And she turned into a pillar of salt. And today, if you go to Israel over by the Dead Sea, there are pillars of salt from the Dead Sea because it has the highest salt content in the world. And it shows you, yes, she's somewhere in these pillars because I stopped her here. But guess what? The deliverance that Lot got, Lot knew something had happened. But he did not look back. Ooh, you love this? You see this? You see what the Holy Spirit said? He lot, lot said, I can't look back. I know where God brought me from. I got to keep going forward. I come to let you know today that God is calling you to go forward. And you got to prophesy his word in order to go forward in him. Don't ever look back to where you come from. Go forward in God. Go forward. This what God said. I'm almost finished. God said, prophesy. Prophesy. Speak. Speak to what looks incurable. Speak to what looks undesirable. Speak to what looks very bad. Speak to things that look like it can't get no better than this. It's just going to keep getting bad. But if I speak the word of the Lord, that's the difference. Do you have the word? to speak to where you're at? Do you have the word to speak to what's going through in your, what you're going through in your mind? This is what David said. David said, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Because of your word in me, the word in my heart will overrule the word of my mind and point my mind to where God wants it to see it. Because that's why God said, renew your minds. Amen. You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind because your thought life is tainted by bad thoughts. Amen. Your thought life has been something that has plagued you all your life. All of our lives, our thoughts have kept us down. And why? Because our mind, listen what happens. Our eyes are the means by which we see, right? Our brain causes the eyes to see. How many understand that? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if I read right in science class, even when your eyes see is upside down, am I correct? And what happens is the brain turns the image right side up so that you can see correctly what you're seeing. 
See, now the mind interprets what the eyes see. This is why you need God's word, because the mind will say, well, this is what it is. And the body might say, so say we, everything, everyone. And they may fall right in line with what the mind says. Because guess what? Your mind, your mind will say, well, you need this fornication to live. You got to have this. And the body will say, well, let's go. That's just an example. But see, if the word of God is in your heart and you prophesy to what you're going through, you don't have to fall. I know, I know the word of God said that a righteous man falleth seven times. He may fall, but he can get up. But here's what God is telling us. Why fall at all? You don't have to fall, for you can stand if you stand on the word. Look at where Ezekiel was. Look at where Ezekiel was. It said it right in the first verse. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. In other words, this vision would not have been possible unless God was with him. And because God was with him, God showed him an impossible situation, but told him, listen, prophesy to this situation. In other words, speak to it. God never told us push no mountain. God never said climb no mountain. He never said it. He told you speak to the mountain. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt with his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. If you believe in your heart what you are saying, you will have what you've said. I'm going to say it again. If you believe in your heart what you are saying, you will have what you said. God said, I will make it what you say it is. If you say it, the power of your words. Today, we have to see the bigger picture because the enemy is trying to limit us in what we see. And he always will because that's what he's bound to do. He wants to keep you from knowing what God can do. But God is not looking for you to give him an answer. God wants you to take the answer he gives you. And the answer he's given to us today, God is saying, see the bigger picture. Prophesy on it. Speak to what you see. And let it become not what it is, 
but what you say it is. So you got to do that on your marriage. We have to do this on our relationships. We got to do this with our family. We got to do this on our job. We got to do this with our finances. Listen, listen, listen. There may not be a dollar in here, but I got no business walking around saying I'm broke. I'm broke. I got nothing. No, 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 no. I'll just say, thank God for supplying my needs. Thank God for giving me everything I need. Thank God for opening up a door and making a way. Thank God that I have a job when a whole lot of people are out of work. Thank God that he's going to continually supply my needs. So I'm going to pull out my wallet and rather than curse it, I'm going to prophesy to it. God, thank you for the money that's coming my way. Thank you for the finances that you're bringing to brighten up my day. And I'm not going to wait to praise you. I'm going to praise you now for what you're giving to me already. And because I believe it, it's already done. It's done. He's already blessed it. He's already sent it because that's what faith is. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Substance is something you have. And the evidence of things not seen. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Hmm. What I see is one thing. How I interpret it is another. We need to change our interpretation. The way we interpret things in our lives. A lot of times we're just speaking foul. We're just saying things we should not say. Have you not heard that death and life send the power of the tongue? You have the power to create your life. God has given you the authority to create your atmosphere and your environment, your surroundings. My house will always have peace. I will not fight with my sons. For God has given me authority to speak over my house. There shall be peace between me and my sons. There shall be peace between me and my wife. I'm gonna prophesy over my house. Anyone sick? Are you ready to prophesy? Anyone told that you have a disease? Are you ready to prophesy? Always looking for somebody to prophesy to you. Speak over yourself. Stop waiting for somebody to come to you. Thus says the Lord, you shall have so and so. No, prophesy on yourself. I prophesy that this church shall grow. 
I prophesy that the upstairs shall open. I prophesy that the neighborhood shall come into this church and many shall be saved from the damnation to come. I prophesy. I prophesy that ministers will go out from this ministry and share the word. I prophesy. I can't see it for what it is. I got to prophesy to what God said it can be. Come on, close your eyes, lift your hands. I'm not even going to touch you because you can prophesy on yourself. You know the problem. You know the issue. You know where you need help. You can prophesy on yourself. You just heard the word. God said, son of man, speak. Prophesy over the dry bone. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. All you got to do is speak the word of the Lord. He said, hear ye dry bones, the word of the Lord. God brought breath into those dry bones. He put sinew in and he put flesh on the bone. He put muscles on the bone and brought the bones back to life because he breathed on the situation. When you prophesy the word of God, you are breathing. You are breathing in your life. Begin to breathe in your life right now. Lift up your hands and close your eyes to the Lord. Begin to breathe in your life right now. Begin to prophesy the word of the Lord. Begin to prophesy what God has said. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like the tree that's planted by the rivers of waters, whose leaf shall not wither, whose fruit shall come forth in due season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But with the wicked it is not so. He is like the shaft that is taken by the wind. Glory be to God. Speak over your life now. Speak over your life. Speak over your house right now. Lord, we thank you for blessing our house. Thank you for blessing our marriages. Thank you for blessing our children. We speak life on our children. We speak life on our homes. Father, we speak life to our minds according to your word. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength my Redeemer. Let your word, oh God, penetrate our situation right now. Touch the sick woman right now. Touch the sick man right now, God. Let them say, I am healed. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the downtrodden say, I am lifted up. Let the weak say, I'm strong. And let him turn to the Lord, for he will abundantly pardon. 
Come on, speak over your life right now. Speak over your life right now. Don't be afraid. Speak the word of the Lord. Speak the word of the Lord right now. All things are possible to him that believes. Speak to your fear. Don't let it keep coming. Speak to it. Tell it, you cannot overpower me. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood on my fear right now. I plead the blood on my moods right now. I will not be moody. I will have the joy of the Lord. I speak it now. I speak it now. I will not have personality disorders. No, I won't. No, I won't. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to be free in my mind, free in my heart. Hallelujah. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made thee free. See, it's that simple. One of the things the devil don't want you to do is speak over your life. He wants you to stay quiet. He wants you not to say nothing because he knows that if you don't say nothing, you get nothing. Father, we thank you for all these things. We thank you for every prophecy that has went forth in this house. And we believe you, Father, that your word is going to change everything. For we believe in your word. And we thank you now. Come on and give God a hand, praise. Come on and give the Lord a hand, praise. Come on and bless him where you are. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give the Lord glory. Come on, give him honor. Give him glory. Clap those hands like you mean it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Walk in the spirit. See the bigger picture. God has greater things than what you see. God bless you. We love you.